Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles We're in the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to episode 43, the Richard Petty episode of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. I am Ethan, you can find me on Twitter at Viva La Ethan. My name's Soda, you can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter and also on Instagram at Soda underscore Hunter underscore Kevin. Boom. Yeah, dude. So this past weekend we had the clash, but before we get into that, I don't think we have to really think about, you know, whether or not we're going to have different drivers, but who is the first person that comes to mind when well, you think of 43? You said it right off the top. It's, it's this, the, this is the King episode. Yes. That's what I'm going to call this episode when I end up finishing the editing. This is our King episode. I mean, it's Richard Petty. Right. The leader in just about every single stat in NASCAR history that means anything, really. Right. Like seven-time Daytona 500 champion, seven-time champion, which was all by himself up until 1994. Mm. Um, what else? 200 wins. Uh, I think he's got uh, 13 races in a row. Mm -hmm. on one season i think it was the 67 season that this all happened at and he actually won 27 races that year i believe you're right yeah just crazy and nobody's gonna ever top that in the cup series unless you look at my stats on nascar heat five i <laughs> do the same absolutely but you know what's funny is like i don't think of like richard petty i think and this is just how demented my you know my brain is uh or the love i have for diecast cars i the first thing i think of when i think of 43 i think of that amazing richard petty throwback race version 200th win diecast car that lionel mm -hmm. racing just put out a couple months ago that i did not take advantage <laughs> of and i kicked myself so hard now yeah i got the 164 scale of that oh it's so cool yeah. so good yeah I, I love it when they do throwback things i have not gotten the Mark Martin or the uh, Dale Jarrett ones yet, but at the same time, they are 124 scale, and I don't really collect that much of 124 scale. If right. they would offer 164 scale, they'd be on pre-order already, but they didn't offer that, so what are you going to do? Yeah, speaking of Lionel Racing, they followed my personal, uh, my, not my Facebook, but my Twitter account. That's they cool. Me. That's really I, cool. I also saw uh, Will Power. Um, yes. He commented, he liked one of the uh, posts that you made about Lionel Racing. 
Yeah, so you liked two. Um, two of them. That's right. I, I realized that um, I didn't ever post pictures of the Kurt Busch Elite Kansas race win that I got from Christmas. And I was like, well, what the heck? So I posted that on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then I received my 2022 Ryan Blaney All-Star Elite Dual Autograph 124 skull diecast, diecast car. So I had to take pictures of that. Um, I am so dumb. <laughs> I am so dumb. Did you see that? that tweet of the ryan blaney car uh your tweet from it yeah yeah oh i saw where you mistyped oh my gosh but, dude. i mean it's just a mistype dude. you're fine right and i just feel so stupid because i had so many people so what i was doing was i was explaining to jessica because she was sitting there watching me unwrap this diecast which is like christmas you know christmas morning i uh i I knew that there was only 100 of these made um, with the dual autograph elite. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh man, what's the, what's the odds of, of me getting number one or 12, which for the diecast collectors, they're called door numbers. You know, if you get the DIP number matching the door number, it's kind of like, you know, it's a cool little thing. So I've never gotten one. So I was explaining to Jessica what a door number is. And I was typing the tweet at the same time. So I put door number, 12 instead of 18 because i was in the middle of saying how cool it'd be if it was did number 12 so i felt really really dumb Get <laughs> <laughs> that edit button elon well there's a there's such a, a specific person that would call you out on that though well yeah it was the you guy know? who actually got the the uh, <laughs> really? number yeah he actually he, <laughs> he posted pictures he, like under that tweet he was like well that's weird because yours says number 18 but i think i got the door number so i went back and he made a, a separate tweet about his post and i i quote tweeted and i was like the i don't know the the one and only door number or something like that it was kind of funny but yeah i kind of explained it on twitter and a lot of people kind of got it but i had a lot a lot of uh dm saying that's not a door number no i, I know <laughs> my bad that's because uh lionel racing kind of like they liked it or retweeted it or something, didn't they? Yeah. It yeah got so a you lot got of a traction. little, yeah, you got a little bit of, a little bit of rub from that. Unfortunately, it's <laughs> yeah. Fully posables, um, keyboard warrior came at me real hard. <laughs> he had some burner accounts and there, Mr. Chambers, <laughs> that is not a door number. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump in this. We got a lot to talk about this episode. Yes, sir. Um, we're going to wait and break down the clash after, the uh, break, but right off the bat, uh, did you happen to catch the the NASCAR seventy five uh, little bumper? Like the uh, every anything related to this broadcast is copyrighted little tag that they have. I did not. Well, I bet you have, but you didn't realize what it was. Hmm. It's it's made by a guy on Twitter uh, at Lefty Designs. Yeah, Lefty. I know. Yeah. That. Yeah, he uh, he made this. It's and it's used by NASCAR itself. So that's so cool. Really? So it's wow. an image of I think it's uh, the 21 car, uh, the Wood mm. Brothers car from like the 60s or 50s or something like that. Then you have like the Hudson Hornet coming in and then you'll have a uh, the Richard Petty uh, wing Superbird. And here comes uh, the Dale Earnhardt Monte Carlo from like 88. Oh. And then Jeff Gordon's uh, Monte Carlo from like 95. And then the car tomorrow, Jimmy Johnson comes in. And then for some reason, Denny Hamlin's there. I don't mm. know why. But it says seven. 
in uh, two rows, four and three. Oh. And uh, that's the 75 logo. That's like the little bumper. All that's really? happening. They're like racing each other on this track while the dude's saying, you know, any images of this will be copyrighted and can't be used unless the explicit con con consent of NASCAR, you know, that mm, kind of thing. Yeah. But that's it. Check that out. You can look it up on YouTube, probably. I know it's all over Twitter. Right. But check that out. Uh, next, The next thing you see, which I guess would be qualifying mm -hmm. on Sunday. Uh, I think they play that mostly at the end of the races, like towards the, like the last quarter of the race. They'll right. throw that out there before the race is over with. Um, yeah, look for that. It's pretty neat. Yeah, that's uh, I. I'm pretty sure I followed Lefty Designs a long time ago, and mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of his concepts. Uh, really, really talented dude. He's kind of like the Jason Wolf of the NASCAR community, yeah. I guess. You know, he's very, very talented. So, good job for Lefty, man. That's really cool. Uh, let's go into uh, some rules that got dropped. I'm just going to hit like some of the bigger ones because there's oh. there's some that have to do with like tires falling off and i mean all it is is just tweaking the penalties of it that's not i mean i don't really i don't know if you care or not but i don't care no they not didn't, really they, they still kind of go overboard with the lug nut thing to me personally but i don't know uh some people think they don't go hard enough on it so whatever um we got it we had a question last week that we couldn't get to because we had audio issues and we actually just kind of ran long on the show and we didn't get to it anyway because I was, I personally was assuming rules were going to come out this week, or last week after we recorded, and literally the day after we recorded, they dropped like fifteen new rules. Yeah, like always. Yeah. Um. So there was a question last week from Drew, and uh, he asked, "What is a rule in NASCAR you would like to see changed?" Well, I got one of those right here in this in this uh, new rules package. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. Uh, do you have one that's not mentioned but that didn't come up from last week? Um, uh, we've we've answered it before in a way. Yeah, because I remember saying the yellow line rule. Yeah, the yellow line was the first thing I thought of, and the number one thing I I always think of is I really wish they would admit a um, I still have stages, but just take the cautions out of stages. That's, which that's my answer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because that actually came up. Um, let's see. It actually is not on my uh, rundown sheet here. But mm. one of the rules is that uh, one of the new rules that came out is that road courses are now eliminating cautions on the stages. Hallelujah. Yeah, because it throws so many kinks in every single type of uh, strategy. And you can't you can't seemingly go for stage points and the race at the same time. Right. And that's not fair to everybody. You know, if you have a dominant car, you should be able to win the race instead of just, you know, it, you're not, you're not being able, being able to point for the playoffs right. at the same time. It's just not right. I, mean, I personally wish they would do that with all the tracks, like you said. Absolutely. Like Matt Crafton won the NASCAR camp, or was it uh, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Championship a few years ago by legitimately not winning a single mm -hmm. race? I mean, unless you are consistently finishing second, I don't know how that's even possible. But with these stages, 
all he was all he was doing all season long was flipping the stage. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, well, duh. Like, I mean, it didn't take very long to get that all figured out. So, yeah, take him out of road courses. Thank God that's happening. But like, take it out of super speedways. Take yeah. it out of it, all it screws the up the flow of the race. It does absolutely, it, and it's it's just unnecessary. I would. I know some so many people back in the day. They thought it was the most boring races in the world when they went caution free. The point of it is, you never know when that's going to happen. Right. That's that's part of the intrigue of it. Like you'll get 178 laps into a 200 lap race, and you're like, man, they ain't had a caution yet, mm-hmm. and it's getting wild here at the end. What's going to happen when all of a sudden there's a caution and and it all gets bunched back up? Right. You know, and then inevitably, most of the time, something like that does happen where somebody just randomly spins out a turn four with four laps to go. And now you got overtime. I think I think I'm more thankful for growing up in the time that I did um, and those long, you know, I remember Michigan didn't have a single caution in a cup series race. And I was like fourth grade. And I I really want to sit there and say that races like that is what made me a diehard NASCAR fan. Like, I believe the last one that didn't have a caution at all was like 2001 Talladega. Mm-hmm. Something. I mean, like I, April, the April race at Talladega. I think that was the last one that didn't have a car. I think Bobby Hamilton won it, which is bizarre to me, but I swear yeah. <laughs> Michigan had one. Maybe it was an Xfinity race or something. Um, but, what car was Bobby Hamilton in in 2001? Uh, was it? Okay. Hang on. 2001 Hamilton senior. I'm going to say the 55. Yeah, that's right. 55 yes. square D. Square D. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I got a weird memory, dude. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so definitely taking the cautions out of stages. I love stage racing. I just don't Stage racing is fine. I have no problem with stage racing. I just don't like them messing with the flow of the race. Exactly. Perfect. So NASCAR thought the same thing I did last week. Yes, they, they saw that racetrack, the way it was built, and they saw the potential there. And they said, hmm, maybe we need to make a rule. So they typed it out. The wall ride is illegal from here on out, uh, citing safety concerns, I think is what they were going with with that. So yeah. they knew good and well somebody was going to try that. They knew I wouldn't have made it illegal till after this past weekend because I really think that would have made this race a lot more fun. Yeah. Because everybody was so bunched up around the bottom. If you could have got somebody that would have been able to almost run a lap or a full lap or two around there like that, I just, it would have made it so interesting. But it really would have. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe that's what it needed. It, yeah. It was, we'll get into that later. Um, they are, they are also introducing rain packages. Hmm. On short tracks. And short tracks include like Phoenix. Why is Phoenix a short track? I. Mm, it's a mile, but why is it a short track? I don't know. I don't know why NASCAR considers that a short track. They run like 170 miles an hour at that place. Yeah. Like I, there's nothing about Phoenix International, or I'm sorry, Phoenix Raceway that is remotely close to a short track. That's yeah, it's insane. They can, they're going to run rain tires there. Uh, okay. I yeah. mean, I, okay. you know, they want to do that at Martinsville or something cool. 
it's going to make the race really boring because nobody's going to want to do anything. They're just going to ride around the whole time, not passing anybody until somebody slips up and then they'll get by them that way. Right. You're going to have a bunch of people running like mid groove because it'll probably be puddled around the bottom of the racetrack or something stupid like that. They're not going to, they're just not going to do that. I just, I, I don't, I never really, I understand because other motorsports do it. NASCAR wants to be like other motorsports. I never thought any type of rain racing was actually really entertaining, except on a chaotic level. Right. I, I have to agree with you. I do not, you know, and from someone that avidly goes to NASCAR events when it's Kansas Speedway, Texas Motor Speedway, whatever, I, I pray for like, you know, a month that, Oh, please don't let there be rain. Please don't let there be rain. Dude, like I'm constantly looking at the forecast waiting on to update for Sunday, the Daytona 500. Right. You know, and it's like, that's part of it though. Like I went to Kansas Speedway in September and one of my friends, the driver of the race car that I crew chief for waved the green flag at the Xfinity race. We got to, you know, watch the race up in a suite with all you could eat food, but it ended in a rain delay. Mm-hmm. Like they were already halfway done and, and we didn't even get, you know, that's just part of it. Like sometimes the, the ending of a rain race can make it really exciting. Right. Like, I mean, as far as like it ending because of rain, not like racing in the rain and ending. I saw what I meant. Exactly. Yeah. I know what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> because like the 2003 Daytona 500, it was like 112 laps in and everybody knew that was it. Yeah. Because this rain was coming and it was not going to stop until until like the next morning. Right. So everybody knew right then. And that's when like Dale Jr. was a lap down and he pulled out in front of Michael and pulled Michael to the win. Right. Like excellent, excellent race. God, that, that race ended so, so much fun at the end of it there. Even right. though it's the shortest Daytona 500 in history, it still ended in a really, really fun way. And you felt good. Michael got a got a good win. Right in that race to make up a little bit for the mess that happened two years before. So I was, that's just my personal opinion. I don't know if you feel that way or not. Absolutely. Um, the choose rule. I I'm a big fan of the choose rule. Me too. I, I like that. It's a good old dirt track kind of rule. Um, I dig that rule. And now they have added it for their dirt track race and Talladega and Daytona. Hmm. I have no problem with it. I have no I problem with it. I don't have any problem with it besides Talladega and Daytona because you're going to give a lot of teammates a lot of opportunity to line up with each other, kind of taking the strategy of, okay, how are we going to get him down in front of us or behind us? Yeah, you know, it, you can line up with your teammate too at the same time. So you're going to have teams fighting each other out. And then you have like a random guy coming there and screw it all up. Absolutely. I, I, it's just going to add another wrinkle to the strategy. I don't think it takes away any strategy. I think it just adds to it. Right. I, I you know, and, and if that's the only argument I have about this uh, choose rule, then we're having, we're, we're having a good day. You mm -hmm. know, like that's such a minor thing. Like that's the only potentially negative thing I can see from the super speedway aspects. But like, absolutely let's go for it let's try it let's see how it you know let's see the uh, different strategies that drivers have to correct or make 
on the fly now. So that's, I'm, I'm cool with it. Here's the scenario. Gibbs is running one, two, three, four. Uh, 23, 11 is running five, six. Uh, yeah, just five and six, right? Yeah. They want to stay in a line. Sure. They all pick the inside. Seventh place, Ryan Blaney. Eighth place, Joey Logano. You know, all of a sudden, now you got a team that went from eighth and ninth, seventh and or whatever, whatever I said. Yeah. All the way up to second and fourth. Yeah. You know, or you have a line of Chevys behind them. Let's Maybe they're go. not teammates, but a line of Chevys. Hey, top lane's wide open all mm-hmm. the way from seventh up. So they take off. And all of a sudden, now you got like Ryan Priest in second place. Right. You know, followed by a bunch of Fords behind, or I guess he's, yeah, they're Fords. So you, you just, I, it just adds something to it, I think. I don't yeah. think it takes away as much as just adding a little wrinkle to it. And I, I dig it. I think it's, I think it's gonna be cool. Completely agree. What about this one though? Mm, I know exactly. A driver no longer has to be in the top thirty in points. Now, top thirty was a low bar anyway to make the playoff. Like they have to attempt all the races. That was the rule. They do have to attempt all the races, but they can finish last in every single race except for one crazy rain delay race where they stay on the racetrack and everybody pits. Mm-hmm. And then the rains fall and they win. They're in the playoffs. So that's for for one. I did not think that's where you were going. I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. Uh, that's why I was like, oh, I don't want to talk. But um, I like this. You dig? Yeah, kind of. It's chaotic. It is, right? I, it, it'd be like if, uh, if Justin Haley were able to make the playoffs that year that he won at Daytona. Right. But I don't think he started every race. I don't think so either. But if he had, if he had, it would have been exactly like that. I mean, because he won under a rain delay at Daytona. Yeah. It, it's the same thing. I, I don't hate it, but I mean, at the same time, you're going to get weeded out in the first round anyway. So right. it ain't that big a deal. So you're, you're not taking a spot away from anybody unless they win too. Or they, like if they can't win, but then they should have won. You know, right? If, if you take somebody's spot, then they should have won. So, I so the reason I like this is let's say uh, I believe the end of the before. Okay, what am I trying to say? The end of the regular, not regular season. Yes, okay, regular season. I got football and NASCAR mixed <laughs> up. So, um, the end of the regular season always is pretty much Daytona. So let's say Corey LaJoy wins Daytona very last second, you know, hasn't been doing well all season, but he wins Daytona. Finally, he's in the playoffs and I don't know how the schedule is, but like, what if, you know, two weeks from now he's in the playoffs and he has a Maddie, Maddie D is it Maddie D? Matt, but, but Matt Ditto? Ditto. Like, what if, yeah, that, um, what if he has one of those, uh, what if he has one of those moments at Bristol and he wins that race or comes second? And then like, he kind of just, you know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. I love the unknown because of this next gen car. Um, I love that idea. Corey LaJoy would have made it if he had won Atlanta. You remember uh, last year in the seven yeah. car, he, when Chase Elliott uh, pulled his finisher and blocked him into the wall. 
Absolutely. Yeah, he would have won. He would have won the race, and um, he would have made the playoffs. So it's a legit yeah. thing that can happen. Absolutely. Uh. So I, I wanted to talk about this. I don't know if I put this on our notes together. I think I added it after the fact, but something came up with Christopher Bell the other day. Oh, yes. I think it's going to lead to something later, but not at the moment because of contracts and all that. But Joe Gibbs has forbid Christopher Bell to race on dirt. And that is a pretty big thing to somebody that really, really likes racing on dirt. He did that with Tony Stewart as well. Ooh, you know, like, yeah. like there was, he, he does that with some of his drivers sometimes. Like Kyle Bush wasn't allowed to do any type of indie stuff. Right. And Tony Stewart was allowed to do indie stuff, but he wasn't allowed to do anything like on dirt or, any, for, or something like that. Once he got out of that and he was doing all sorts of junk, he owned his own right. team so he could make his own rules. And Tony Stewart's not going to ever say, no, you can't go do something. The four car's coming up. You know, mm. Chris Rebell might fit that four car pretty good. Do you think, well, is this a, uh, is this a contract year for Bell? I, I believe it is because somebody brought that up. If, if somebody, some talking head somewhere on Twitter brought up the fact that that four car is open next year and bell is not happy with this and there's a perfectly good owner over there that will let you do this and that's good equipment so i i have a feeling it is a contract year for him so as of october 14th of 2022 nascar christopher bell signed long-term deal with joe gibbs racing in 2022 okay well maybe it'll be in a, a negotiation thing then oh yeah somebody can buy somebody out oh oh that would be that'd be crazy i'm just i'm just throwing it out there that that kind of stuff sits with with these drivers right yeah if he's visibly not happy with something just just watch out and you could absolutely tell in that, like in his demeanor, he was not happy. Like he was not happy about talking about that. Like, I mean, I, and I wondered why he wasn't at the Chili Bowl because he's from Oklahoma mm -hmm. and the Chili Bowl is in Tulsa. So it's like, why would he, you know, but he was there. Was I'm pretty sure he was there last year. I believe he was too. I think I remember that. I remember him because I remember after I met Kyle Bush for the first time, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm talking about 2021. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was there then because when I met Kyle Bush for the first time, uh, I was like, oh man, I can go back over there and grab Christopher Bell's um, autograph or something. But I was like, oh, I'm, I'm good. And then I left. So I don't know. That's weird. Well, moving on real quick. Um, I want to talk about our In the Marbles Fantasy Cup just for a sec. Yes. So we have the Facebook page. If anybody is on Facebook that is not in this, I think pretty much everybody is, right? Everybody's in this page except for that one the one person that's not on Facebook. Uh RJ. RJ yeah. is not. Yeah. So, but everybody else that is on Facebook is that is signed up is in this group, right? It's on this yes. page. Okay. Well, we're still waiting on Tim, but Tim, you know, I already reached we already reached out to Tim and uh kind of told him about it. So 
you know, just waiting for him to uh, come on in and join the join the club. You know, I'm trying to figure out how we're going to uh, like where we're going to post our 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 uh, race announcements. I guess in a way, like, hey, you have until uh, gentlemen start your engines to make this pick and make it here. I I yes. kind of think Facebook is a good place for that. Mm -hmm. And then just have anybody not on Facebook, just message us, DM us on Twitter or, or even Instagram, whatever they have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, R, you know, RJ did kind of reach out to me and I, I don't know, I don't remember if I messaged you about it, about, um, like this app. Oh yeah. Um, Oh, Discord. Discord. Yeah. Discord. I've never heard of that, but um, a, he lot was, of, a lot of people in the gaming community use Discord. Gotcha. So he kind of showed it to me and I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, I'll, and I, I think it is kind of interesting. Um, but I think the, the problem with that would be so it would pretty much be like a like a group chat, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Right. Um, but we wish we could do that on Facebook as well. Right, but yeah, so the the problem, the only problem I have, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with a different way of doing it. The only issue is so many people are gonna have to sign up for it, right? Because I don't feel like that many people in this thing actually have Discord. I, I you like, know, I mean, I I have not. one, but I don't use it. Like right. I I didn't like the way it was laid out. You know, like I joined a Discord for the Outlaws game. Sure. And that was how they were announcing their, uh, oh, now we're running Modifieds here on PS5. We're running late models here on, on Xbox. And that's how they were announcing it. And they had the rules and stuff like that. And you had to register your card number. And I thought all that was kind of neat, but God, it got so cloudy. Mm. Just sure. there was so much going on with it and everything. And it was laid out in a funky way where you couldn't really you couldn't really follow what you wanted to follow, so to speak. Sure. Because those categories and all those categories, categories and just like, uh, that could be more on the fault of them, the way they set it up than discord itself. But right. I know it is a gaming thing. Uh, like a, it's a big in the gaming thing. Like I know a lot of online gamers, they, they use discord, the chat, like video or voice chat while they're mm -hmm. playing the game. So they don't use the in game, thing you know like uh, sometimes they use in-game audio because it's like a it's an effect to mm -hmm. it maybe like uh oh what do you call it i forget the name of it but it's it's like where you you sound further away and if if you're further away from the other character but if you're close to the character you sound like you're right next to them oh there, there's a neat there's a neat dynamic some games do that but a lot of a lot of the, i'm going way in the weeds with it but a lot of gamers here actually use discord because most games don't have that effect and you just don't have to worry about anything with it that you stay connected whether the game goes away or not gotcha but you know, yeah so, so the whole thing with that was i just wanted to re let rj know that hey you know we hear your ideas you know some of them are you know gonna be oh wow that's a great idea well if we can implement that this one it was a great idea, but like I just don't know if everybody would be on board with that. So I think we're we're gonna do continuing forward is still keep the Facebook group, um, still keep that where everybody is able to comment, 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, their their picks and stuff. RJ, it'll be a little bit different. Uh, and if Tim decides he doesn't want to do the Facebook group either, you know, we can reach out to you guys and we can give you guys the exact same information, you know, just by oh, yeah. simply copying and pasting a, to a DM to you guys. So you guys will not miss out on any sort of information at all. If anything, it might even benefit you because, you know, in that aspect, you won't know who, uh, you know, other people are, are picking unless, you know, yeah, you, you won't be influenced. So, yeah. So maybe RJ has the right idea. Honestly, maybe he's like, Hey man, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. You know, he's not going to, because I'm going to win, but you know, um, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I like the idea of keeping that post in a private group. Yes. Because I feel like if I just put that post out there on Twitter, or you put it out there on Instagram, yeah. you're going to get confused with how many people have decided they're going to throw their <laughs> name into the hat when they're not right. even really entered. You know, so, yeah, I, I prefer DMs on Instagram and Twitter. But yeah. if you're on the Facebook page, when we make this post, here it is at Daytona 500, you have until, gentlemen, start your engines. Right. And you make your pick in there. And no editing allowed. Right. Because we never know. So right? so if it says yeah. edited, you might as well delete that and put a new one in. Yep. Because no editing allowed. So no editing allowed. We are watching it. We are monitoring it. Um, so the time another couple questions I've been getting is uh time frame. So, you know, what I well, and it's something that I didn't really think of until right now is a majority of the NASCAR cup series races are on Sundays. So I figured, okay, I'm going to, and you're going to see it. You're going to have, it's going to be a big low and, you know, a picture of the logo of the upcoming race, like the Daytona 500. And after that is like the Cheddar's 400 or something like that. You'll see the, the posts have a low, you know, the race logo. And that is where you will make your picks. And I will even, you know, post it where I, post the the rules and everything like that on every single post so in that case all i'm going to do is just copy and paste it to rj um so he's not missing out on any sort of information but what i was thinking about doing was right after the super bowl maybe not right before but just on sunday make it where you have one week to do your research and come up with a conclusion but if i don't have a pick or if we don't have a pick for you before the green flag flies for the upcoming race, you get zero points. Green flag? Are we going to do straight up green flag when that happens? Yeah. Like when you cannot put DraftKings in anymore? Like, yeah. If uh, if you're if the race cars are coming up to the green flag, pace pace car pulls off, and they have yet to take the green flag. If you put in a uh, your pick right then you're in. But if you, if they wave that green flag and you do not have a pick in, you get zero. Okay. I like, uh, I like green flag a little better than gentlemen start your engines. It's more of a definite, definite time. Like I can look on my app and see when the green flag drops. Right. So, um, I feel like for this race, the Daytona 500 a week is good because you do have races on Thursday. You have qualifying on Sunday, you know, you have qualifying is still Sunday, isn't it? Like qualifying. the Sunday before, or they oh, move that for the, uh, 
for the Daytona 500 in qualifying this coming up Sunday? I want no. It's um, <laughs> you know, our friends from I think it's called the Left Turn Colt uh, made a schedule for February. I have it somewhere. Um, so clash was Sunday. So Daytona 500 qualifying will be Wednesday the mm. 15th. Okay. The duels will be the 16th. Truck race will be Friday the 17th. Xfinity Saturday and Cup Series will be Saturday or Sunday. So get and ready. Once Wednesday hits, it's nonstop Daytona all the way through Monday. Just yeah. or to Monday from Wednesday to Sunday. Nonstop Daytona. Yeah, absolutely. So I think this week that's fine, but I think from that from this point on, maybe it should be like a Thursday thing. You know, like we put the uh, we put the race announcement on Thursday, and you'll have until the race starts, whether it's Saturday or Sunday. Most of them nowadays are Sunday. There's only like a couple Saturday nights, but so instead of a so instead of instead of a full week, you have like three or four days. Okay, I can do that. You know it's coming up at that point, (laughs) but this is Daytona. There's nothing going on before it. I don't feel like right after the race in the future, we need to put up the next race. Like let's gotcha. relish in a win or something like that. You know, let's calculate the points. Let's get everything together. Let's list everything out. And by maybe Wednesday or Thursday, we'll put it up and you'll have till Sunday, you know, you'll have until the race starts period to make your pick. And we'll just go from there. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can dig that. Heck yeah. Real quick. Uh, before we take a break real quick, I want to announce, uh, I put it on Twitter and Facebook. Um, I didn't put it on Instagram. Anyway, thank you. Um, <laughs> I love it. The 2023 Daytona 500. If you win with your pick in this Man of Marvel's Fantasy Cup, if your pick wins the 2023 Daytona 500, you will be put into a pool of people. Okay. Winners, winners only. If you're the only one that wins, you want a free T-shirt. Ooh. I will go to whatamaneuver.net and buy the shirt of your choice and ship it right to you. Whoa. Of our T-shirt. Okay. Our T-shirts. Yes. Yes. Just the, in the marble. There's three of them out there right now. All right. And if you want one that's not specifically in the marbles, we have one of those too. You know, we have like a generic throwback kind of shirt yeah see we have two in the marble shirts and then like a throwback shirt yes so we have three unique designs and if you are the only one of the group that has won the daytona 500 you will get the free t-shirt if like, more than one of you do there will be a pool of drivers or pool of players not drivers a pool of players that won and one will be drawn from that hat and they will get the free t-shirt so, like, am I included? Well, I mean, I kind of feel like me and you Aww. are, I mean. I know. Yeah, I know, you're included. Yes. I know exactly what t-shirt I want to. <laughs> me, me and my <laughs> wife will probably not be included. Or we'll just buy one for ourselves. Yeah, you do not have to include me <laughs> at all. It's all good. I uh, probably will. Oh, okay. Well. I think I, me and you are picking the same person, though. You think so? I have a feeling. I think a lot of people are going to 
pick my pick. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to go outside the box a little bit. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I got a, got a week to think about it. I know Jessica, she's been asking me a lot. She's like, oh, I need to start doing this. Uh, I need to start looking at drivers. And I'm like, yeah. You know, she um, she kind of took a nap through uh, the clash. So she didn't really get to know any of the drivers then. But uh, I'm waiting for her to be like, who are you picking? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Here's no a favoritism. bit of advice real quick for anybody that might not 100% know. I hope you're listening to it. Okay. I hope you're listening to this little segment right here. Daytona is an animal on its own here. And this one is really, really unique because you have uh, samples hmm. beforehand. There are yes. two races, 50 lap races. Are they 50 or 60 now? I think they're 50. 50. Yeah. yeah. 50 lap races. Half the field in one, half the field in the other. Pay attention to who's making moves. It's not about your speed. It's not about qualifying. Don't just put qualifying out of your mind. Qualifying just sets where you're going to start in these races. All right. What you do by yourself don't mean anything in this race. Look at who's getting the most help or who's helping the most. Who's making moves. You know, who's who maybe can't keep up with the car in front of them. Who can maybe pull the car in front of them a little bit. Like maybe get away a little bit. Look, look for these things like that win these these duels these uh two races on thursday night sit down in front of your tv with a notepad if you have to you know really really think about it and see where they end up starting based on their finishes in the duels because that's going to be where they start and you'll get a good idea in your head of maybe two or three drivers that kind of stick out in your mind mm -hmm. just go from there yeah, absolutely. That's that's exactly what I'm going to be doing. And for everybody that I'll have to post a picture um, later on Twitter, but like I actually went out to Walmart and I bought a binder and dividers and extra paper, and I will be keeping track of everyone's pick throughout the season. I will be doing the math for everybody's. Um, I get the year off season. Like you did all the math last year, I'll do all the math this year. But I, golly, man, but. The point system is going to be very, very um, easy to follow. So mm -hmm. you can double check my work. You know, you can double, you know, you can keep track of your stuff, but just know that, you know, and I don't know why I go straight to Caitlin Vinsel, probably because she ran me over in my, in my dream a couple weeks ago. But, you know, let's say Caitlin Vinsel, you know, we're uh, nine weeks in and she picked Kyle Larson for the fourth time, you know, Hey, Actually, you picked Kyle Larson at Auto Club, Vegas, you know, and I can give you guys, you know, hey, you can't pick that person. You can't pick that person, whatever, you know, just so everything is laid out in front of me and it's everything's being super fair. Yeah, I think uh, actually uh, Caitlin Vinsel was uh, who I had in mind when I was going through my uh, my tips for this Daytona 500 thing. She was actually who was going through my head when I was talking about all that. Oh, so yeah, yeah. This week is going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Uh, but right now, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the race that happened last Sunday the Bushlight Clash. Yes. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here. 
host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. So how do you make a commercial about something so random? I don't know. You make it pretty random. That's right. So if you enjoy lots of random stuff like food or top fives. Random facts. Dirty facts. I try to keep them clean. She tries. Uh, But come listen to Tales from the Estate. We have lots of fun. We try to drop shows every week. Try. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. The kids are the kids are a bear. They are. Uh, But yeah, come listen. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. So this past week was the Bush Light Clash, the first official action, unofficial, unofficial official action on a NASCAR circuit. Well, it wasn't really a NASCAR circuit. You know what? We had a race. Yeah, we had a race. We had a race. What you want to call it? 16 cautions? Oh, it was a race. It's, you know, not every race has got to be like the best race in the world, (laughs) but it was a race. Oh, was it a race or was it a demolition derby? It wasn't that either because these cars don't break. Mm. Well, they break, but they don't like crash. Yeah. You know toe-links. what I mean? We only break tollings, bro. Yeah. They bump somebody's <laughs> rear bumper. It's like, oh no, I'm fragile. Oh, no. You know? <laughs> um, before everything started, uh, Friday night on SmackDown, did you happen to catch the segment? I did. I yeah. watched every bit of it and I, well, I was really, um, confused because i was watching i was doing something on my phone and i happened to look up and i remember i was watching smackdown but they were you know talking about nascar and i was like wait a minute what did i just (laughs) did i just you know walk through another you know dimension like what am i doing and uh saw everything it was amazing kofi kingston was there wasn't he he was yeah is he nascar fan i don't know the last nascar thing i remember like well the one involving a car yeah. Is he just a secret like closet NASCAR fan? I bet he is. I guess uh, so. I think Seamus. Seamus is a big NASCAR fan because he's mm-hmm. been to the racetrack several times. Yeah. I, you see a lot of them at the tracks, but I think most of them are just like, you know, like the Bellas were at a track. I don't think they follow NASCAR. They probably oh, yeah. knew the clash happened. That's true. But yeah, Seamus seemed legit. I feel like Kofi's legit. And I feel like Xavier might be too, honestly. But uh, it was a fun segment. Um, you had uh, what? Te- I don't know if this actually. I doubt this is actually what was happening. But you had Dominique Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio in these two cars. I wish one of they've been painted a little differently because it was a little confusing. But on top of that, it was kind of like difficult for me to completely get what was happening. Like you could tell how fake the racing was. Right, because like they would go slow, but then they sped up the film, and they would just jump back and forth. I'm ahead. I'm ahead. I'm ahead. I'm ahead. You know, just you. 
it was obviously a really bad stage race. But I mean, that's what you're gonna do because nobody, you know, you got most people that watched it were watching that don't watch NASCAR, right? So you gotta play up to, to them. Oh yeah. A little bit. But I was halfway confused, like who's driving these cars? Are the wrestlers driving the cars? Uh, I mean, who's that beside them going crazy acting like Clint Boyer was one of them, I think, and um, Ross Chastain was the other. But I don't, I couldn't tell if they were actually driving or in the passenger seat because everybody suited up with the helmets and right, and they were acting really um, animated, which yeah. is not like them, like not like a NASCAR driver would be. I don't know, Clint Boyer might, but. I don't know. It it was a really weird segment, but the biggest thing I got out of it, Ross Chastain came out with the bad guys. Yes, he did. I loved that. That was a perfect touch. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. It was absolutely perfect. The only other person that could have done it was Kyle Busch, honestly. Mm, yeah. I could see Kyle Busch coming out with the bad guys. Well, I mean, he when he hosted the uh, episode of Monday Night Raw back with Joey Logano in 2009, uh, he kind of heel turned. He was, it was the night after Survivor Series where Big Show turned his mm-hmm. back on DX, and and Kyle literally said, "Hey man, I'd do what I had to do too," you know. And then he <laughs> called Kobe Kingston Kobe Johnson, but I mean that's no big deal. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, champion dude. He, he is, is a twenty four seven champion. That's all I want in my life is a, <laughs> a, a Mattel Kyle Busch custom. <laughs> <laughs> elite action figure with the one uh, the the 24/7 championship. That's all I want. <laughs> God, they got to do it at some point. They oh have to gosh. do it at some point. I, I swear they have to. It would have been perfect for like the Daytona 500. But... Oh man. Golly, I would buy Jeez, I would just buy all of them. I don't even care. Put me in debt. See if I care. I would buy all of them. So uh these cars they they still catch on fire, man. They sure do. Yeah. They, that that uh Ty Gibbs car caught on fire pretty quick. So it was like practice before the, they had practice sessions. I think I had three practice sessions, each group, mm-hmm. something like that. And they weren't very long practice sessions. What was it like 10, 15 minutes? Uh, yeah, it was about 10 minutes. I think. Yeah. They w- wasn't very long. And in those, in that little bit of track time, Ty Gibbs had built up uh, rubber from the racetrack because the track was freshly paved it was kind of kind of gritty yeah you know it was loose it was a really slick racetrack but at the same time that was making these these uh these tires kind of fall a little it's kind of grinding the tires so it's creating this rubber buildup right by the exhaust and this is what happens with these things it, it builds up right by the exhaust which is right by right right by where the driver is and it's building up on the passenger side. Well, when it does that, it heats up that rubber because exhaust is extremely hot and it catches the foam, the safety foam, the, uh, the impact absorbing safety foam. The thing supposed to save you. It catches it on fire, ignites it. And you could see when he was, the minute he stopped, that big poof of flame right. all across the dash from inside the car. I I hate that about this car. There ain't nothing they can do to fix this. They had a whole off season to work on this. It was a problem last year. What do you think? What do you think about I mean, this mess? Uh, so uh, the one thing that I 
not to get a little bit sidetracked from the Tiger Gibbs situation, but um, man, I feel like NASCAR still has a little ways to go. Uh, a on a this, lot of ways, you know, next gen car. I know that they spent a lot of the off season trying to make the back in a crumple zone. So when they back into, you know, the wall, it's not going to be nearly as hard or dangerous, but, and they, they simply did that just by making, uh, help me out here. I'm, um, kind of like bending certain like bars <clears throat> and metal in the back end of the race car. Well, and from what I hear on the radio, it didn't work. And yeah, exactly what I was going to say was, you know, as soon as um, Austin Dillon dumped Bubba Wallace and he backed it into the car, uh, back into the wall, first thing he said was, well, these, you know, still hurts. You know, I, my head hurts now and, you know, my back hurts, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, but, you know, I would rather hear that from, you know, Tony Stewart to take it a little bit more legitimately. But at the same token, you know, fires that's kind of how we started the season last season you know um getting bump draft and it hurting not bump draft but you know getting a, a little bit of a crone horn horn mm -hmm. <laughs> words <laughs> words are fun uh like a chrome horn you know starts to hurt you know the driver's head you know that's that's a problem it's a yeah. really big problem um yeah, uh, and the, and another thing with the car is the tow link. You oh. you had a driver, I forget which car it was. You had a driver spin out, and he spun out fast enough to where the rear end came around on him and hit the back bumper, which apparently is like the hardest part on his dang car, because he hit the back bumper so hard that it broke the rear tow link. I mean, I have never in my life seen that. I, Either yeah, how never. strong is the back bumper of these cars <laughs> or how weak is the tow link in these cars? Because they, they're always breaking. Right. Yeah. But off a back bumper? That's uh, like it's like breaking off a concrete wall. Yeah. I um you know, it's funny because I believe I want to say it was Eric Jones who you're, you're referring it was. to. It was because Jimmy Johnson was in the booth at the time. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Johnson was in the booth, and uh, they said something about, man, I really think he has a broken toe link. But he was staying out there. He was going to mm -hmm. take the green flag, and and all of a sudden, I, I sat there, and Jessica was watching, and I said, you know, I bet um, – I bet Jamie or Jamie. I bet Jimmy jo Jimmy Johnson is up there right now making some really urgent text messages or something, and and it wasn't. But two seconds later, they're like, "All right, Jimmy, thanks for thanks for you know <laughs> showing up or you know thanks for helping us out or whatever for a little bit." And then he's like, "Oh yeah, thanks. You know, no problem, guys. You know, see you next time, whatever." And then it wasn't, but like a lap later, you know, they were about to take the green flag and they said, Oh, Eric Jones coming, you know, to the infield. And it's like, yeah, I bet dude. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like dude, cars broke. Don't wreck the rest of it. Right. So real quick, RFK, Roush, Fenway, Keselowski. Mm -hmm. They missed both of those cars missed a feature. Yeah. That's, I thought they, they finished so strong last year, like getting a win at Bristol, Keselowski competing for wins. I mean, they were they were strong at the end of the year. What happened? Man, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I would 
so the LA Coliseum is not a racetrack. It is a is it's a football field mm-hmm. that they poured concrete on. So like I'm trying not to get overly you know in my thoughts about that because like man it, it I would have to imagine that would be a really terrible race to try to figure out how to make a car go fast when it's not actually a racetrack. Now if it's four weeks in and we're still you know they're still kind of 30th you know 25th area then i'm going to be concerned but right now i'm not really too concerned about it i think um you know i think brad kozlowski was one of the only ones because he didn't make the show that wasn't complaining about uh carbon monoxide at the Mm -hmm. end of the clash and uh, once again to kind of go hand in hand with brad kozlowski on speed thing is I don't think, you know, with the carbon monoxide, we were just kind of touching about the safety and stuff. Um, Obviously, the top speed at the LA Coliseum was 70 miles an hour. Let's wait until next week or the week after um, to see if carbon monoxide is still a a thing. But with kind of the same thing with Brad Kozlowski and, you know, the 6 and the 17, let's see after speed weeks. Let's see, you know, after they go to Auto Club, see where they're at. And I don't think anyone should be super concerned yet yeah last year they uh they were really good at daytona yes i mean didn't they sweep the duels yes they did yeah i mean so different animal this coming up week but um a little concerning to me a little concerning that you know you do have other teams that everybody made it you know and everybody uh finished up front you know that that could stay up front and they get wrecked out of the way so I mean, look at RCR. They finished second and third. That's right. I just, a little concerning, but something to watch anyway. Absolutely. Do you think, in light of California, uh, maybe not being done with their their short track renovation by the year 2025 or 2024, I'm sorry, do you think that this race should be a points race? Absolutely not not even close to an actual point event. Uh, I don't have an opinion one way, one way or the other. The only thing I, now, if they can somehow fix it, then perfect. But, I mean, if you cut a tire, how are you going to get out on pit road? You have to yeah. swing a heavy, heavy left-hander um, off of turn four, or turn two, I'm sorry. They probably t- actually, you probably just stop, and they throw a caution. Yeah, that would be the only way, but my mm-hmm. goodness, that's that's wild. Well, I mean, you didn't see any tire problems in the, in this clash, though. There yeah, were no true. cut tires, unless you wrecked. You know, I think I did see a cut tire after somebody hit the wall, but really wasn't a whole lot of hitting the wall either. Most people just kind of got spun out. Yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, it's, it's light crashes, so to speak. Apparently, any hit on the rear end of these things will break the car in half right that hits it but you know um i just uh, i don't like that idea plus don't they um don't they still do football games there they in the fall oh in the fall okay yeah i, I wonder how gonna, that worked yeah that's why they do it here like now they have all the way from here to i guess july mm. really okay. before they have to be sure to be off of it but I don't know what other sports might play there too, so I don't know. Right, they could, they could be doing track and stuff there. I have no idea. 
uh, I don't follow USC and the Coliseum and all that that closely, honestly. Uh, I got Kyle Bush written down my nose. I'm thinking it's going to be the fact that he got hit by Joey Logano. That's why I put him on the nose. Oh, okay. Yeah. He got spun out halfway through the race by Joey Logano running in, up, running up front. He, he did really good in his debut in this, uh, in this car. Yeah. He was, he was definitely racing a very, very smart race. He wasn't getting into the back of people, uh, from what I could tell. Oh, he was a, one of the most boring drivers to watch as far as that went. He, yeah. he didn't touch nobody. Absolutely. Good for him. Fast enough car. He got by just about the entire field and made his way all the way up to second, racing for the lead at one point before falling back a little bit and realizing Austin <laughs> Dillon was a little faster than him. Right. So Austin Dillon went to pass him. He just gave that spot up, said, Austin, you go get him. Yeah, absolutely. We he couldn't do it, but... Really, really good showing for those guys. Uh, both of them really finished second, finishing second and third. I changed my pick from when we were doing this show last week. When I said Logano on Twitter, I mean, I'm sorry, on Facebook, on the practice mm. for you know the practice post for next week. Right. I said I'm changing it to Kyle Bush just based on what I saw in practice. Yeah. Because he was aggressive in practice, and I said that's what you need. You need somebody that's going to be aggressive, but at the same time, somebody's going to be kind of smart about it too. Ryan Blaney might not have been that smart about it. Yeah, Ryan Blaney was a bad, bad <laughs> choice, man. I was sitting there, I was like, man, I'm going to add another Ryan Blaney diecast because if I would have, if I would have won that, like, even though it had nothing to do with our fantasy league, I would have still probably bought that since I was my pick. But I was like, mm, man, that was just a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> uh long season man yes it is uh we we have a bit of a, a familiar a familiar brush up happened this this time around yeah. i have a rebuttal against it there mm, of course yeah. i do um so yeah chastain spins hamlin out yes Okay, big, funny, funny moment. Ha, ha, ha. Of course, Chastain's going to spin Hamlin out, right? Oh, these right. two just can't stay away from each other on racetrack. Um, In-car camera. That spot was open. Yeah, it's a late dive, but he was beside Hamlin when Hamlin came down off the corner. Like, when he was beside him through the middle of the corner. He wouldn't have spun him out the way he did because he didn't punch him in the rear he hit him from the, the left rear quarter panel that's what spun him around if right. he had just bumped him from the, the, the back he would have just pushed him forward with his car for the most part but he spun him coming off the corner like midway through and off the corner he was he had his nose down there that's the only way he spun him out is that really Chastain's fault the fact that Hamlin spotted it and say inside or Hamlin just didn't care like, oh, he'll move. It's just Chastain. He ain't gonna move. I mean, that's like Earnhardt sticking his nose down there. He's not gonna, he's no, his nose is there. He's either gonna spin you out or get by you. Right. I think people need to start, start thinking that way about Chastain. Yeah, and, sure. And they're not, so they're getting a little butthurt about the fact that they just got spun out or they I've... got bumped or something, you know. If, if Ross Chastain's nose, 
is peeking down to the inside of you, he's going to be there. And if you don't think, if you think he's going to back off and let you back down in front of him, like you're going to cut his nose off or something, you're, you're going to be turned around. Yeah, absolutely. At least it gave him some material for the first ever episode <laughs> of Actions Detrimental, which you can listen on Dirty Mo Media right now. I wonder if he's going to talk about the seven or eight cars he wrecked after that. No, I can tell you he did not. <laughs> oh, it's already. Oh yeah, he's it's already, already done it. Yeah, he's it's already been uh, out and everything. So you can have listen to episode to one now. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> oh god, he wrecked so many people after that. At one point, I think he took out two people in one. He did say. Um, he did say something along the lines of, and this was I, I don't know. Did I listen to it Monday, yesterday? I don't know. But uh, he said something about all I wanted to do was get back to Ross Chastain. So he might have touched on the fact that he was bumping some people out of the way, um, but he didn't really. He caused like three cautions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he, I think he wrecked Bell twice. <laughs> I mean, what's, what is this? Like seven wrongs don't make a right here. You know, just like. Ty Gibbs was bad. Golly. Yeah, this is such a hypocrite. This dude. I swear. Um, yeah. It's like it's like, okay, yeah, I wanted to get back to Chastain, but I'm not good enough to get back to the to his bumper because Chastain stayed at least and he, he got he got behind him one time, but immediately he was too far behind where he couldn't do it. Right. And from that point on, he's just pinballing people out of the way trying to get to him and he, his teammate twice. Just but no, let's focus on Chastain, that one person he wrecked. The one person that he wrecked. <laughs> instead of the seven that Hamlin wrecked. But right. Whatever. That's the narrative people want to throw out there. Let them throw it out there. People are also jumping down Austin Dillon's throat, too. Man. Mm. For dumping Bubba Wallace. Yeah. I didn't see a problem with what he did. Did you see a problem with what he did? I don't. So that's the thing. I don't really know. Like Bubba, you know, and I try to be as unbiased as possible. So like I was watching Bubba. He was up there. You could tell he was excited. He, I mean, he moved used his, up the three car. Well, he, he used up his own boss for the lead. He did. He didn't really use them up, but like he definitely moved them. He mm -hmm. definitely moved them. Um, you know, I don't really necessarily see, but I mean, Austin Dillon was three car lengths behind going into that. He just straight up did not <laughs> even attempt oh, no. to touch the brakes. He felt it, it you know, it, it all depends on how you feel when you're inside that car. Oh, yeah. Because we're watching it. And we're like, oh, God, that's a lot of real hard, close racing, and they're bumping and stuff, and that's fun. Inside that car, he's trying to do something, and this dude is knocking him all over the racetrack. Like, he's pushing him way down the straightaway. He's he's bumping him way up off out of the corner. I mean, he's just slamming into him. And Austin Dillon might just be wanting to have a good, fun, clean race, and this dude just won't lay off of him. And he finally gets ahead of him. He's like, you're not going to beat me that way, and he just punts him. I mean, I I don't. If you put your mind, if you put yourself inside the mind of one of the race car drivers, is getting abused like that, 
mm. when maybe in his mind he doesn't want to race like that. I mean, bumping's fine, but the way twenty three took it to a new level when he was when he was uh, racing the three. That, yeah, that I was would, different. To me, it was different. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I, I mean, it's hard, you know, to kind of police these drivers because it was happening literally mm -hmm. every turn of the 150 laps, which cautions did not count towards the lap. So a 150 lap race turned into a 300 lap race really, really quickly. So like people run out of fuel, man. Last last season, uh, this race only had five cautions. This this year, this season, sixteen. It's man, and that's exact. Oh, I don't know. If could you imagine if this was a point race, how many fights we would have had? Well, man. you also would have ticked by the laps a little quicker. Well, that's true. Yeah, because they're gonna they're gonna count the caution laps for sure. But, um, yeah, but it gave us one of the coolest images probably we're going to see in nascar all year long the shot of uh well the three uh austin dylan's getting interviewed the shot of bubba wallace in the car drinking that that oh. bottle just pouting just so sour about everything i laugh so hard yeah it's gonna I... it's gonna be in the uh if you're listening to this now it is in the show uh the photos i put together for the show <laughs> previewing what's in it it's in there it might even might be my background on my phone. I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying yes or no on that. It's just, oh my gosh, I laugh so hard. It, I saw that. I, I I definitely saw that happening, and I was like, does he know that he can get out of the car? <laughs> or does he know that he could go and punch him straight in the face? Or like, are you just not? Does, does he? Do you think he can punch him in the face after what he did last year to Larson? I don't uh, think he can do that. Well, I mean, like anybody could go and punch. That's probably why he was pouting so bad because he's like, I can't even get out and hit this dude. You know, but yeah, I'm <laughs> sure that that suspension, you know, was pretty clear in his in his head. You know, and the voices in his head, meaning his spot spotter, his crew chief. You know, people reminding him, "Hey, listen, just an exhibition. There's no points involved. Like this was just kind of a throwaway." I bet had three people by that window keeping him in that car. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was hilarious. I love it. Uh, Ryan Priest, man. What about that? He's he's going to do it. He's he, he's up yeah. there. He was uh, he was showing off. I'll tell you, uh, I listened to um, Stacking Pennies with Corey LaJoy, who's also a cap, uh, NASCAR Cup Series driver. He had Ryan Priest on. Uh, this past week, the week after Kevin Harvick and Ryan Priest sounded very determined. He sounded like he understood the assignment. He knew what was up for grabs and he was going to come to the LA Coliseum and he was going to put on a show. And I think he did just that. I feel like Ryan Priest is going to be my, um, my secret dark horse DraftKings value pick mm, okay. many, many weeks. Cause uh, a lot of times it's Michael McDowell. You know, uh, people like that, like the Corey LaJoy once in a while, but usually not people right. that will sneak up there in the top 12 and they're really cheap because they're, they're compared to everybody else, you know? So they're like yeah. really on the cheap end and that lets you get more of the somebodies, right? Because you got a, a salary cap. I think Ryan Priest might end up, he might end up being in my lineups a lot this year. 
Hey, yeah, I get it. I mean, he he ended up finishing seventh, and I'm pretty sure just because of electrical issues. I was gonna say he was having electrical issues, but he's still powered on to a seventh mm -hmm. place finish, which is fantastic. If he wouldn't have had the problems, he would have won that race. There wasn't nobody close to him. I would have to agree. Yeah, I mean, you would have had to have taken that last restart, just straight up, just straight up spun him out. That's the only way that you were beating him because Which, if, if he got away from you, like just, if he got like one lap clean in front of you, he was, he was too far ahead of you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It was either going to be the 41 or it was going to be the 19. It was pretty sure that. So speaking of Truex, I have said that he will never win another race. I still hold to that because this race don't count. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He still has the same amount of wins he had officially last week. Yes. So I'm still, still sticking my claim in that. This is a one-off weird thing that is not going to mean anything to any other race all year long. They don't race at Bowman gray or nothing, you know? So, so everybody that's saying last year's clash winner was Joey Logano, who ended up going and winning the NASCAR cup series championship. You don't think that's going to happen with, with uh, Martin Truex Jr. No. Okay. That's a big no. I I agree with you. I don't think <laughs> I don't think he's going to be I don't even think he's going to be the championship four. I don't either. I mean, yeah, just I I think he's done. If he wins another race, cool. But I I just don't I don't think he's going to compete consistently anymore. I just that's just me. I could be completely off base with that just cuz he had a bad year or something like that, but Right. I mean, honestly, it's been a couple of years that he just hasn't quite been there anymore. It's like Harvick. Yeah. Harvick had a really good year and then didn't make the final four, I think, in the championship. Yeah. Didn't he? And wasn't that the deal? Like, he, he won the same amount of races as, like, it wasn't 20, 2020. And oh, uh, him yes. and Hamlin just, like, tore it up. And then at the end, Harvick, I think Harvick and Hamlin didn't make the final four, right? Um, I'm not for sure about that, but I know it was the next season after he came off his nine win season, he mm -hmm. didn't win at all. Um, yeah, did, no, that's not true. He won well, twice. Yeah, I think he won, he won a couple, but it pales in comparison. Yeah, that's what true. They did the year before, and then like last year, he won one, right? I mean, it, it, he sees the writing on the wall, and I think Truex has seen it too. But congratulations to him. I don't want to you know, completely knock the fact that he won this race. He had a really good car, and he was one of the fastest guys out there. You can see it in practice, too. I just felt like that other people would be faster, and they were faster, but they got knocked out of the way. Right. And Truex is there, and that's part of it. Richard Petty yeah. said it, the Richard Petty episode, King episode. Um, the best you can do on any given Sunday is to put yourself in position to win and let circumstances dictate the outcome. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what Truex did. How about that? Throwing Richard Petty quotes out here. There you go. So I, I put down public opinion for the next show note. I put that down because it seemed like the, the NASCAR Twitter turned into wrestling Twitter. Oh, during this during this race yeah they were dogging everything from fox 
to the track itself, to the cautions, to the fact that they're not counting caution laps, to the fact that somebody wants it to be a points race, to the fact that it should be at Daytona. They just, they were dogging this thing every possible way they could. And it seemed like nobody wanted to enjoy themselves in this race. I thought it was fun. Yeah, too many cautions? Sure. It got really annoying when the fact that they only ran one lap and they threw a caution and they waited five or ten more minutes and they ran one lap and threw a caution. Yes, that was the worst part about this race. Yeah. But it was still fun. It was. I, it was I enjoyed race. it. It was a NASCAR race. It was the first NASCAR race of the year on a short track. Mm. It was fun. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it. You know, it's been a long, horrible, horrendous, awful, horrific <laughs> off season. So uh, just having a little bit of a highlight of, of having a race, you know, with NASCAR Cup Series drivers, um, you know, yeah, I'm excited. It kind of, you know, got to get through this last football game here on Sunday, and then we're we're off to the races, dude. And the I'm big, super excited. The big game, you mean? The big game, yes. Yeah. And you know what? Ever since you said that last week, I have not stopped hearing it. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. The big game. The big game. Which I hope that was still in episode 42. I don't know if that was parts of what we had to take out or Unfortunately, not. it was not. I don't think Super Bowl talk made it in. Dang it. I know. Uh, I'm going with Eagles, by the way. I love the fact that Jalen Hurts is there. He's an Alabama boy, no matter what everybody else says. He claims Alabama. He reminds people that he went to Alabama when they forget to mention Alabama. He's using Nick Saban's process right now, mm. along with Devontae Smith. Both of them say Devontae Smith had a great interview after his game the other week. They asked him, I was like, what keeps you and Jalen Hurts on this 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 focus like what makes it to where you guys are so focused on exactly what you're doing you don't have you don't go out and party and celebrate all the way down to the end of the game and after the game or anything you're all business what makes you guys like that he said alabama <laughs> i mean that's it so hey i don't i might not have an nfl team i have nfl players Gotcha. Yeah. My players are the Alabama Crimson Tide players. And right now, they are in the Super Bowl. We have a starting quarterback for the first time in the Super Bowl in forever. We won the first two Super Bowls, by the way. I think this might actually be the fourth. So we won the first two Super Bowls, and then I think uh, Joe Namath won one, at, I think, the next year. So I think we won the first three. So, you know, yeah, I think this is our fourth starting quarterback in the Super Bowl, and – I can't wait. So you're picking the Eagles for the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I would pick the Eagles too, but then we'd both lose because how about them Chiefs? Oh my gosh, dude. It's going to be so much fun. Um, Patrick Mahomes, he's he's a, he's going to steamroll Eagles. He's going to steamroll your Alabama players. He's not going to care. The uh, no oh, – what, what's the Ross Chastain thing called? No Fs given tour or something. Is it's that a thing? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's everybody's like, oh, then don't give an F tours. Oh, yeah. Way. That's part of that NASCAR wrestling Twitter thing. That yeah. Popping up too. But we're going to we're going to get Patrick Mahomes to jump on that bandwagon. And, and we're not going to care about your crimson tides and, and your blue and gold. 
we're not going to do it. We're going to be hoisting a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory. I'm trying to work really hard on my tr- my trash talk in football. Blue and gold? Yeah, I don't know. Isn't that okay, what let's get out of here. I'm we're done. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 run down the uh, podcast drafting partners real quick. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the Drunk Wrestling History Podcast, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, the uh, Howling with the Wolf, um, with the artist Jason Wolf and his uh, Chop Shop. And also Magic and the Mouse, uh, can't wait, Disney World next week, along with Daytona. Yes. 10 days away from, I guess, 11 days away from this recording. Yeah. I'll be there. Yes, you will. Who you got? So, yeah, of course, starting us off, as always, Breaker Bane's Power Hour. Go check out shop.banemusic.com for all Bane's new merch. Uh, Go listen to the out, the, what's that word? Hmm? What's the word? Uh, go listen to the arch arch archives. Arch- archives. Archives. Thank you. Sorry, my goodness. I had no idea what you were talking about. I was like, I have it as archives, and well, I. That's right. Like, that's how you spell it. Archives. I don't know why. I just kind of. You just you you pronounce the C and the H separately for some yeah. reason. Instead of go char, you go car. Archives. I, I've never archives. had a problem with that word before, but you know, <laughs> here we are. So go listen to the archives. That's all know. staying in. I just want to let you know. Oh, good. <laughs> Words are fun. I have power. <laughs> so uh, go listen to, you know, it's fake, right? Um, he said, I don't know. Mr. Brian Breaker was a little bit uh, talking on some Twitter, unless I dreamt that. Did you see that tweet? He said that he wants, he might. Yeah. He wanted us. to do a few more episodes. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, go listen to that. Um, the debut of Saturday morning rumble wheel with Brian Breaker and Daniel Cross is debuting the 18th, right? Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. The day before the Daytona 500, they, uh, their first episode will come out. So can't wait. We're so professional. I love it. Yeah. So Saturday morning rumble wheel with Brian Breaker and Daniel Cross. Go check out TV toy cast with Brian Breaker and Travis Fowler. That's the uh, no holds uh, <laughs> no hold barred with Bill Venus. Uh, our friends over at Tales from the Estate, Drew and Caitlin. Uh, you heard their commercial earlier. You also heard the commercial for Pulling Up a Chair podcast with our friend Tim at a chair shot. Um, Lionel Racing, the official diecast producer of NASCAR, also has a podcast called Authenticated, the Diecast Collectors Podcast. And I have a new one. I have a new shout out, a new drafting partner, if you will. We we might even be uh, on that show occasionally. Maybe, maybe <laughs> you might hear a commercial or something. So go check out Parts Unknown Wrestling Podcast with Joe and Jordan Cassat. Cool deal. I, I don't I don't know like you know a like cool yeah we don't know a, a yeah. synopsis or catchphrase or anything yet. We got we got to fill them out. Yeah, so Parts Unknown Wrestling Podcast with Jordan Cassatt coming soon. And Joe, yeah. or is it already out? It's uh, no, soon, right? Yeah, yeah, it's coming soon. Um, yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. Got to add it to the rotation. Joe knows wrestling. At Joe knows Joe knows wrestling. Wrestling. Sorry, my goodness. His uh, Joe. So you know Joe, formerly mm-hmm. known as Sandman on Twitter. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, so he actually just went and like right before I reached out or Jordan actually texted me as we were recording uh, a little bit earlier and he said that um, Sandman actually went and changed all of his Twitter stuff. So now his instead of Sandman, it's Joe knows wrestling. Wrestling. I cannot read nor pronounce it tonight. So yeah, go check them out. But other than that, I think that's all I got. Uh, I forgot to mention skinnymixes.com earlier. Oh, I'm yeah. just going to briefly run over that real quick. Skinnymixes.com. If you go to the website, they have some uh, syrups and drink mixes that are all sugar-free. Some of them even catered to keto diet specifically for coffees and alcoholic beverages, things like that. Um, go check them out. All sorts of flavors. They have so much that you would be interested in, I'm sure. Uh, if you use code MARBLES at checkout, you'll get 10% off your first order. And other than that, I want to thank everybody for listening to the, this week's show. Please rate and review us. Follow us on all the social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram at In the Marbles Pod. You can also find us on Facebook. And you can email the show at InTheMarblesPod at gmail.com. Also go to WhatAManeuver.net. Click the Search by Store tab and scroll down to In the Marbles, and that's where you can find our shirts. Yes. And uh, before we get out of here, anything you want to add? Two things. Thank you so much for 1,000 downloads uh, of this podcast. It's It's been, dude, that's so crazy. Like, I don't think either one of us kind of thought that would happen. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That's yeah, crazy. It is. 1,000. Anyways, uh, also, thank you so much for all the birthday wishes. Um, man, that's so cool. Like, so many people tweeted me. So many people, you know, texted me, called me. So thank you so much for all that Um really cool energy man but uh other than that as always peace love all the above happy birthday ethan and we'll see you next time in the marbles Hey, man, you want to hear some stuff? Sure. Lap traffic is going to come quicker, and it's going to be thicker. <laughs> I love the fact that we got some fun sound bites. Here, one more. Let's one more, one more. For our buddy Clint. That yeah. hole is filled with Austin Dillon. Perfect.